And welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. This is the Church of Stop Shopping in lovely downtown New York City. Come on in, folks. We've got room for you here in the Earth Church. Today we're thinking about Brittany Griner and Al-Abadad El-Fatah. Brittany is, they say being taken to a penal colony, which is a painful thing to hear. And um, Allah is over 200 days in his, in his fast, and now, I believe, not even, not even drinking water. So um, it's so outrageous that the COP27 United Nations uh, hosted... International Climate Conference is in Egypt. Um, how can that be? How can how can you how can you discuss climate change in a police state? It suggests to us that there's no connection between human justice and earth justice. And in the Church of Stop Shopping, we believe, I think, as some of you must, that. Human justice and earth justice are the same thing. Somebody give me an earth We're going to start off today's um, earth service with um, just to hear the voices, first of Brittany and then Allah, just to hear them. I just took it off the internet. Uh, just to have them with us in some way. Because as we reconfigure, re-evolve the forms that protest must take as the commercial media is so conservative essentially but pretends not to be. And then much of the media, of course, is controlled by strongmen and by single-party governments. So we champion uh, Brittany and Allah. We're grateful that you are in our lives and now Let's just listen to your voices before we go on in today's Earth service. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah. Just recently, I uh, came out to the public. I've uh, been out since about the ninth grade. Came out to my mom first. My mom was, it was cool. It was pretty weird. I sat on the <laughs> stairs, she sat in her room. I was like, mom, gotta tell you something. <laughs> came out, told her, she was like, I love you. I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna go play some video games. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I just wish that, you know, everybody's um, coming out is like that. You know, not everybody has that smooth coming out, but, you know, once you do it, it's like a light came on, on me, on the inside, around me, everything. I felt like I was Brittany Griner, like I was who I am now. I wasn't hiding anymore. Hi, um, let me just um, take 30 seconds off topic and talk about uh, extraordinary justice, which is what I'm going to be facing, military uh, prosecutor. There's ob- obviously no due process, civilians shouldn't be facing that. I urge you to find ways to stand in solidarity with anyone who is facing extraordinary ju- um, justice. You've, um, 
you've had your share of it with the Guantanamo uh, detainees here in this country. Um, so if you care about human rights, you know what it's like and you know why it's important. There are 12, 000, around 12,000 civilians in Egypt who are currently in military prison. Um, most, um, some of them for participating in the revolution that the military um, pretends to have protected and sided with, some for very minor um, offenses. Mostly they've been randomly detained around major events in which it is the military who has committed the crimes and not the civilians. Um, so I urge you to find ways to stand in solidarity with anyone who is facing extraordinary justice. Thank you. I wish you vastness, vastness, vastness. I wish you unknownness, knownness, knownness. I wish you peace, peace, peace. I wish you peace, peace, peace. I wish you vastness, vastness, vastness. I wish you unknownness, knownness, knownness. I wish you peace, peace, peace. I wish you peace, peace, peace. I wish you vastness, vastness, vastness. I wish you unknownness, knownness, knownness. I wish you peace, peace, peace. I wish you peace. Future lost its time, but you and I survive. What was that flying out beyond the sky? Meet me on higher ground, above the water's rise. Where our peace floods out, I wish you cry. I wish you vastness, vastness, vastness. I wish you the street and I realized that I had Donald Trump's wall hanging from my neck. I realized that I have a wall, a thick, a thick wall that I push around with my body all day long, all over New York City. That's why I walk so slowly. I'm pushing this wall. Now, why is that, you might ask? That's because my name is William. That's a Latin sentence, William. The verb is at the end. I am my will, that's how you translate that. In other words, I am not actual, I am not real, I want to be. I'm willing myself to be something real, but I'm stuck in my intention, I'm stuck in my ambition. I am my will, I am my will. I, 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 I will it, I will that, I will that next thing. I will that to take place, that's the wall, that's the wall. I'm never there. 
I'm like a classic American. Over there, over there. I'm dreaming of getting over there. But I'm here. Someday I'll be over there. And so what do I do? I buy things that promise me that I'll get over there. That promise me status and youth and good looks and power and money and getting laid. That's actual. And I will get all that stuff if I buy things. Here's my credit card. Swipe, 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 swipe. Am I real yet? And then a beautiful stranger walks up to me. William, she says, hello. I said, hey there. And she says, follow me. So I follow this beautiful stranger. She walks me into a building, into a building, and walks me up some steps into a dark room. And she says, this is the library of last moments. Oh. But, but, but there aren't, there are not any books here. And then I turn and she's gone. And then my head fills with thoughts. Last moments. A big white policeman is aiming a gun at me, demanding my ID, demanding my name. Get down on your face, get down on the ground, stop resisting, and he shoots me. I die. And there's another policeman and three policemen and ten policemen. I'm getting shot again and again and again. And I'm having these last moments. And I'm falling and I'm falling and I'm falling and it's painful. And I'm thinking the thoughts that people think when they have these last moments. I'm seeing my loved ones. I'm seeing my children. I'm seeing my parents, my best friends. And I'm having a floating sensation as I fall. I float up. And the policemen now number in the hundreds. And they're all shooting, all shooting, forcing me out of the library of last moments, up through the ceiling. I'm floating over the fields of flowers. I'm walking in the street in New York. Trump's wall is not in front of me anymore. I know for other people to be safe, I will have to be right here with them on the street. I'll have to walk up to them and not have that wall. not let myself be separated, not have the privilege of being separate from them. Tēnā tātou katoa. Hello, everyone. Uh, ko kahuraniki, te maunga, ko toki te awa, ko ngaruroro te awa, ko tūtaikuri te awa, ko ngāt kangunu te iwi, tihei Mauriora, ko India Middle Logan Riley Aho. My name is India, and I am from a nation called Ngāti Kahungunu on the east coast of the North Island of Aotearoa, colonially known as New Zealand. In February of last year, catastrophic climate change-filled wildfires tore their way across eastern Australia. The smoke cloud was so big that the sun turned red in my own homelands, far from the east coast of Australia. 
At that time, I was supporting my younger brother in hospital, and the doctors told us that they were seeing higher amounts of people with breathing issues related to the smoke in the air. In that moment, our health was bound to the struggle of the land and people in another country. In the impacts of climate change, our fates are intertwined, as are the historic forces that have brought us together today. Before we embark on these two weeks of negotiations, it is important to reflect on how we ended up in this room, with thousands of other people masked up and poised to deliberate. And to do this, I must go back hundreds of years into the roots of imperialist expansion and the story of my own community. 252 years ago, invading forces sent by the ancestors of this presidency arrived in my ancestors' territories, heralding an age of violence and murder and destruction enabled by documents like the Do Doctrine of Discovery that were formulated in Europe. Land in my region was stolen by the British Crown in order to extract oil and suck the land of all its nutrients while seeking to displace my people and end our practices. The first time I personally experienced these violent processes was at 10 years old, when the local council attempted to steal our community's land for the construction of a highway. And then after that, the New Zealand government stole the foreshore and seabed and offered it up for deep sea oil drilling the following year. These historic forces continue to shape my life and have brought me here. I have grown up in these negotiations, spending my 20s running through these halls, lobbying decision makers and staying up far past midnight hand-stitching banners. Since my first climate talks in Paris, I've been giving the same speech. I've been applauded and awarded for conjuring emotive imagery of rising sea levels and yearly wildfires that my community continues to endure. Six years ago, I first spoke these stories into this space, and every year since, I have repeated the same words, wildfires, sea level rise, wildfires, suffering, sea level rise, biodiversity loss, sea level rise. Emissions continue to rise. I'm the same age as these negotiations. I've grown up, graduated, fallen in love, fallen out of love, stopped and changed a couple of careers along the way all while the Global North, colonial governments and corporations fudge with the future. And as Indigenous, sorry, knowing that this history shows us that hands and minds made this present world, and so it is also hands and hearts and minds that can remake it. And it is Indigenous and frontline communities that are leading this remaking.
Listening to Layla Adu. Ode to an Unknown Factory Worker is from her album Dark Joan. And Layla is a very, very uh, special artist from Ghana and New Zealand and London. And recently I was in London with her and she accompanied me as I preached. She was at the piano and she really understands the. Uh, living thing that is a good message uh, that goes as good storytelling that goes out to the hundreds of people in the audience and she, well, we're, we're really uh, collaborating at this point she she usually accompanies me uh, on her Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. here's the plug again Sunday at 3 p.m. New York time. You can live stream through our website, revbilly.com, R-E-V-Billy.com. And we will have our Earth Church service. And Layla will be there at the piano. Uh, I want to talk about forest clearings and Times Square. They may seem like opposites, but... I think they're very similar. They have a relationship through me 
because in a forest clearing, I'm, um, I'm doing what most of us do in forest clearings. I'm just, I'm meditating and listening, dreaming. But then what happens to me in a forest clearing makes it possible for me to shout and preach in Times Square, which is the Stonehenge of logos. It's the place where every corporation must advertise with a glorious, huge television on the side of the mountains of, of, of that canyon, the buildings. Oh, my God. Thousands and thousands of signs persuading you to buy, 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 buy. Being there now, as the shopping season approaches, being there now with the Church of Stop Shopping Gospel Choir, as I was just a few days ago. Well, the battle lines are drawn. And because we have that forest clearing in us, we're able to say with a certain sort of special sound to the words, all oh, people this year, we've got to stop our shopping. Got to find a new way to give gifts this year. Not with a swipe of the card, but with a touch of a hand. Let's give intimacy, give experience, give time, give love this year. Shouting that message goes out to the crowd. I swear, this last, this last trip out there with the choir, there was somebody every square foot. We were just crushed there, so many people. When you shout a message, get up to a high little riser or something, you just shout that message out there and the singers are singing. It comes into these smiling faces and it's like the crowd is a forest, an ecosystem, an eco-body, like a single body. Oh, now what do I mean by that? <laughs> I guess I mean that it just feels very alive and I know that my message, as strange as it might be to some people, is going into those folks and they are a media. They are taking the echoes of what I'm saying to their friends, to people that they love. You know, I heard, I heard this crazy preacher he told me not to buy anything this year. He said, give the gift of love. I really felt like that message was going out there and it felt really good. Well now, the crowd, if it's an eco body, it's like saying that you're talking to a single body, a single person, a soul. And when we crush against each other, like a forest, in a forest, all the species are pushing against each other. The bacteria, the insects, the birds, the animals, the branches sweeping overhead in the wind, it's all trying to, a forest wants to concentrate, wants to be thick. Well, that makes more life. That's more, more, that's like the interior of a body. That's like a living thing. 
And the earth is not being translated to the human culture by the old-fashioned media, by the news, by the press releases at COP27, by uh, uh, what we call popular media. It's not going through the music. It, 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 the earth is not coming into us. Now here we are in the middle of 25 million people here. I suppose, I suppose bringing the earth to the center of Times Square sounds like an impossibility. No. We are made of the earth. We are the earth. We have the electromagnetic, we have the glandular, we have the power, we have the chemicals, we have the personality. We have this amazing dreaming, thinking thing. Our, our, our bodies are amazing. Crushing up against each other and sharing a message. Sharing one message together at the same time. That's like a body functioning with the brain, with senses. And we are better qualified to translate what the earth is trying to say to us. Out on the horizons, we can feel the storms and the floods, the starvation and the droughts and the, and the viruses. We can feel all the, the hurt and the pain that the earth is going through right now. Oh, and we, I think, are better qualified with our bodies. We are better qualified to share the real news with each other. Not try to, not try to, to pressurize and concentrate something like the Himalayan mountains melting and drowning 2,000 people in one day, trying to pressure that down into a three-minute news item. No. We can express it the way it has to be expressed. It is a storm. It is a tsunami. It is a wildfire. And that is the kind of thing that com comes through our bodies as we as we communicate with each other so let's be wildness in public space there's the punchline to this sermon <laughs> my love to you i hope you have a really great safe yet wild week translating the earth to the people that you love this is Reverend Billy. Thank you so much for listening today. I can feel you communicating. You want to say something to us, just reach us at our church website, revbilly.com. You can email us there directly. Bless you. Earthalooyah. <laughs>